weekend and disturbed everyone. Uh-oh. Hello, you got Hello. Daddy Cat and Mama Bear on the mic. Ow, What's ow. up, Johnny boy? Ow, ow. Not much, just hanging out, loving you. We have some oh. pretty exciting announcements right at the top. Should we just go right into them? I think we should. Let's, Let's do some do housekeeping it. and get right into it. Let's do it. Guys, our second annual ow, Halloween ow. party live stream ow, ow. is happening. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. It's a cute, it's like a little kitty version yeah, of, yeah. of yeah, that. Yeah. Um, we did this last year. It was our first one with Shaken and Disturbed, and it was so much fun. Darren, I dressed up as um, the Scarlet Witch. You dressed up as... A mouse. A mouse. I'm not remembering that. I don't know why. I think I was a mouse or a tree, but I think I was a mouse. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I think I was a mouse. Isn't it? I think I already talked about this, but isn't it weird? Like that feels like we just did that, and it's already October again. Like where did the year go? I know. I know it's weird. Anyway, mark your calendars. We're getting together Wednesday, October nineteenth at seven p.m. Eastern time. We did it. We're doing it a little bit earlier this year because I know last year I think we did it at like eight or even maybe nine, and people were like, "I'm too tired. I gotta go to bed." And we're like, yeah. "All right." Um, we were trying and, to do that to accommodate the West Coast, and then we were just like, "Yeah, right." Screw it. Listen, yeah, listen. It's up to us at this point, and it is a costume party. So come dressed, Darren. It's time to start thinking about what you're wearing, Darren. I know, and I'm going to a Halloween party, and I haven't dressed up in years, and I want to do like a couple's costume with Nadine. So maybe I'll float the ideas at oh. this Halloween party to see what you guys think, and you can okay. vote on it. But okay. best costume from you guys wins a major, yep. major, major prize. And sign up to be a truly disturbed or super fan tier and come to the Halloween party. We want to weenie out with you. That's right. Patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed. If you're not already there, you can sign up. You can click the show notes, the link in our show notes. We're so excited. More details will come out uh, next week before we have our the big live stream. But uh, mark your calendars, Wednesday, October 19th. Come drink with us. And speaking of drinking, Darren. Oh, yes. The time has come. The walrus said to talk of many things, of shoes and ships and candle wax. John, edit that out. Um, no, um, oh, oh. No, Darren. Of cabbages actually, and kings. Oh. What, what is, like, what is And that? while the sea is boiling hot, and whether excuse me, excuse pigs me. have wings. You're ruining my moment. Uh, it's from Alice me. in Wonderland. Sorry, go ahead. The time is uh, not as interesting as what I'm about to say, which is interesting <laughs> how that works out. Interesting. The time has come, Darren. I'm showing Darren guys on the Zoom, but the time has come. It's that time of the year. It's October, and it means God, here it is. Here it is. Apple pie, pie Bailey's. Bailey's. He actually has a bottle. I know it's this took me not a mirage. To yeah, and he's shaking it like a shake weight, which. Is weirdly sexual in the wrong yeah, ways, like Sorry, really oops. in the wrong ways. You know, like <laughs> on our NMR this week, we were talking about Dahmer, and like I feel like Dahmer mixed with Bailey's apple pie, like is John. Mm, like that is me. No, it's you true. know it that is, is you. Um, yep. so are you having that currently in this episode? I am, but I forgot my glass, which is downstairs. So I'm just gonna take a swig. Let me ask you this though: it's been sitting here since last October. I think it's fine. Is there an expiration date? Is there dairy in it? Mm, It's it's, um, Irish cream. So then, yes? It doesn't say... Hold on. I'm looking to see if it's... It's not open, is it? No. 
It doesn't say anything like refrigerate immediately. It says. Da, 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 da. You're going to get listeria just... if you drink it. No, I think you're fine. No, it has nothing about having to. There's no expiration date and it doesn't say that um, it needs to be refrigerated. So I'm going to take my first swig since last year. Are you ready for this? Oh, God. Oh, God. oh that was a good start. <laughs> Here we go. Here we oh. go. Oh, okay. He's taking a swig. Okay. Oh, my God. Still so delish. Oh. There is some other Baileys that some of the listeners have started tagging me in. And I keep forgetting to, like, zoom in and see what it is. But I really want it. I already know I want it. Oh. I'm going to – I have, like, a dealer. I don't know if I told you this. Like, you know how people have, like, weed dealers and God only knows what else? Mine is – No, people don't have weed dealers. That's crazy. I know. Isn't that wild? Only nuts people have that. That's just (laughs) absolutely out of this world. Not me. Not I don't you. know what you're you talking about. You certainly don't. Nothing, don't nothing know what you're to look talking out about. here. Oh, someone's nope, a little never seen paranoid. Weed before in my life. Oh, interesting. But, you know, people have dealers or whatever. My dealer is my friend Brienne, who um, got me this last year because her husband owns a liquor store. So uh, we met up in a parking lot at a school, no less, and she gave me this bottle oh of Bailey's. Like, what, so. are you guys, what are you guys, like, in high school? Like, I know. Should I film? We should do that again, and I should film it and make it and, like, show you guys what it's like. Yeah, she's like. giving it to you in, like, a brown paper bag, like, and you give her, you. like, a brown paper bag of, like, $20 right, right, back in exactly. ones. Make it seem, like, really, oh really God. insane. Exactly. All right, well. Yeah, well, there we that's go. That's fun. What are you drinking? Anything else going on over there? For you? Um, you know, I'm I'm partially hydrating because mm-hmm. I had an unexpected date night with Nadine last night, and we had oh. a lot of sake. Uh, oh. So I'm having so you're recovering. like recovering little vodka in my <laughs> drink, but I'm 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 electrolyte balancing with Gatorade Zero and good vodka. for you. So it feels good like you. it just it's basically water. I was telling Darren before the show started, she started talking to me about Gatorade Zero, and then I started looking at my Gatorade because I play pickleball and tennis every week. I'm drinking Gatorade out the wazoo. I'm looking at the sugar and the calories in this stuff, and I'm like, this is like drinking a soda. So Darren got me on Gatorade Zero. Thankfully, you might be saving my life in a sense. It just, it also just, I think, tastes better. Like, it it's still just as light. Like, that's just the other sugary. Thing. It used yeah. to not taste that good. I feel like they've, they've messed with it. Because I remember having Gatorade Zero years ago and not loving it. But anyway, Darren, I want to talk about something else that I love, which are these Lumi microdose gummies that we've been talking about a lot on uh, the show. My faves. They, I know that you love them. I wanted to tell you that I recently gave my sister some of these as part of her little like gummy regimen. She and I are on this thing. Here, let me show you. I literally yeah. take a fiber gummy. Oh my god, old. A multi. <laughs> Did you say old? I said old. A multivitamin. I gummy. take an old vitamin. That's what you're saying. I take an mm-hmm. old vitamin. Uh huh. Wait for it. I take. What is it? I have another bottle of. Oh, here they are. Probiotic gummy gummies. Okay. 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 And now my sister does all this with me, and she also is taking these Lumi microdose gummies, and she really loves them. And let me tell you something. My sister works in this industry and like, you know, legal and medicinal, whatever. And she says that these are her favorite ones. So not only are you getting an endorsement from me and Darren, but also from my sister who knows this stuff even better than we do. And I would trust I would trust your sister over me and you any day of the week. I think me, too. Yeah, I would. I would agree. 
it's important to note that our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Absolutely. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SHAKEN to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com, code SHAKEN. All right, we've gotten our housekeeping out of the way. We've paid our bills, courtesy of Microdose Lumi Gummies. This, I want you to say yeah. this case, sorry to interrupt, is is going to be dedicated to you because you're taking oh. your old vitamins, and this case happened <laughs> in the 1800s, of which you were born let in. Me, let me tell you something. You are never too old to take multivitamins. So That is true, and I, lo- I love a shaming. chewable. I miss the I miss the Flintstones vitamins my parents made me take when I was a kid. Oh, I love those. I took them, I'd too. I'd spit them out. Need, I love it. You'd spit them out. The, yeah. um... My internet friend Devin Sawa. That's for another time. But remember that's Devin Sawa. I know. We're Casper. Friends. It's Casper. Yeah. He recently tweeted, um, make adult version of Flintstone vitamins, you cowards. <laughs> I, I mean, thought it was funny. Yeah. That's true. And then I, I would why be like, aren't they a thing? Make them yeah. in Seinfeld characters, and then I would oh, be great. And oh. then you'll have one customer, Darren. Something You'd have two. About. I might buy them for you for Christmas. Oh, by the way, you know that little Funko um, keychain you got me that's like yeah. Tim Watley? Nadine yeah. goes into my I, – I, she hasn't seen it yet. She goes into the closet the other day and she was like, where did you get your Carl Lagerfeld like keychain? And I was like, Carl <laughs> Lagerfeld? I was like, what the fuck are you talking like about? Carl yeah, Lagerfeld. and I was like, the fuck are you talking about? And she was like, the keychain on your back. Like I go – no, no, that's Dr. Tim Watley from oh Seinfeld, my. my love. And she was like, well, it looks like Carl Lagerfeld. So it's like, I get a two for one with that, babe. Talk about high fashion. She thinks there's Carl Lagerfeld keychains in the world. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Bless her heart. I love her. Bless her heart. All right, let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. So Mary Wheeler was born in London in 1866. She's as old as I am, apparently. I take vitamins. That's obvious. You know, whatever. Um, she was born to James Whitford Wheeler and Charlotte Ann Wheeler. In 1882, her father was injured at work and transported back home, where he died of his injuries less than two days later. Now, we don't have specifics about, you know, what exactly this injury is. But, you know, what comes to mind is, like, remember back, like, before there were, um, like, antibiotics? Like, people would just get, like, the common cold. Well, I wasn't cold. born then, but, like, you, you, I was. you, you know. Yeah. I was there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Before, you were like, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. Um, you know, before like antibiotics and vaccines and stuff, people died of things that like, we don't even think twice about like common colds and even the flu. Of course, that's, that's still kind of a bigger problem. Um, but so I'm just thinking like, what was his injury? Like, what if he just broke his arm and like, you know, something, or, you know, they didn't have x-ray machines. And so maybe he fell and it turned him bleeding and they just didn't know. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, after James's death, Charlotte took Mary to live in Kent In 1885, at the age of 19, Mary met a man named John Piercy, who worked as a carpenter. The two began a relationship, and although they never married, Mary decided to take his name. That's That's interesting. unusual. Yeah, you don't really ever hear about that. Well, John actually left Mary after discovering that she had been unfaithful to him. But even after the two split, Mary still kept her last name Piercy. I'm thinking of um, Kris Jenner, you know? She kept... Now, Caitlyn Jenner, but formerly Bruce Jenner's uh, last name, even though they've divorced. 
Um, so very similar thing, of course, not at all. I'm just joking. Yeah. But well, after I mean, the split, <laughs> after the split, Mary made a point of dating affluent men whom she something seemed, you need to make a point of. I need to start making a point of you that. Need, that needs to be on your to do list. Liked, I like that advice. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, whom she seemed <laughs> to attract easily, although being uh, described everywhere as being not overly pretty. Okay, so okay, a little well. couple things going on here. Some people didn't think she was, but she all could that have a great cute. personality. Maybe Listen, two of them. Can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let me tell you something. At my age, late thirty. I'm not late thirties. I'm mid thirties. Well, really, we're pushing. We're pushing. Jeez. Oh, Anyways, you know, I was talking to some coworkers recently. They're, you know, we're just talking about our dating lives, whatever. Sure. And they were like, "What's going on with yours?" And I was like, "Um, absolutely nothing." And I was like, you know, I realized that in my life at this point, it really is more about personality for me. You know, I'll be honest. I was I was your normal 20 year old, early 30 year old guy. I was only really kind of looking for a cute guy. I mean, who isn't right? We're all we all do this. But I'm getting older now. And I'm like, I if you're cute and annoy the fuck out of me. No, I don't want anything to do with you. You know what like, I mean? And like I don't you're care. Stupid. Like yeah. I don't want any of that. Like that shit's not going to tuck you in at night. Like, no personality. I, thank you. Humor. Exactly. All that stuff is very important. Right. So anyway, that's for we really should do like a spinoff show about with like advice just for dating relationship advice. Yeah. We just Daddy dating everything. with Darren and John. <laughs> yes. Daddy dating. Anyway, Daddy let's dating. keep it yeah. going here. Anyway, We're off the rails. Um, We're moving on. But as a result of. Uh, Everything that Mary's up to, she never needed to work. Remember, she's dating these affluent men. They've got good money, apparently, and relying instead on her suitors to care for her. Um, around this time, Mary was known as a heavy drinker, not unlike Darren, and likely suffered from depression. I mean, you hear about this a lot, not to make light of it, but you know, a lot of people who are heavy drinkers typically have some kind of mental reason for that whether it is depression or even mental illness of some degree or another so this is sort of consistent in that way um the only constant people in mary's life were her mother and sister although she seemed to always have a stream of interested suitors you know listen people think she's not very pretty but it sounds like she's doing well for herself it does things considered well in 1888 22 year old mary started seeing two men the first was Charles Creighton, who paid Mary's rent at a boarding house in London and visit her at, visited her at home once a week. Listen. You know, I know it's 1888 always like sticks in my mind because the Brooklyn Bridge of the most famous bridges like mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. was created on my birthday, 1888, 100 years before I was born. Oh, like it was finished on the day of your birthday? Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's weird. So I always remember 1888 <clears throat> as like the Brooklyn Bridge was yeah. being like born then. Isn't it weird to think that they could do something like that in 1888? I always think about like tunnels and stuff yeah. like that. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Um, well, the second man that she was dating was a man named Frank Hogg who worked as a furniture mover and impressed the hell out of Mary by having his own business cards. I mean, the level, the standards back then, it was different. 1888, you couldn't run to a Staples and just print things off. You couldn't get them shipped on Amazon. No, that's rich bitch. That's right. 
Well, Frank was a family man with a wife, by the way, named Phoebe and a younger daughter. And business cards. Yeah, and business cards, correct. Well, Phoebe, his wife, had gotten pregnant out of wedlock, and Frank married her in 1888, six months before the birth of their daughter. Frank and Mary had also been dating when Phoebe fell pregnant, and in spite of his new obligations, Frank continued to see Mary regularly. In fact, Frank kept a key to the home Charles rented for her. Mary would light a candle and set it in her window on night she was available to see him. Oh, this is like the scandal. I kind of love this. I kind of love it too because it's like so surreptitious and like it's not like you're texting or meeting at a place or like you put someone in as a different number like you're lighting a candle. Like I just love And hoping someone shows up by the way. Let's not forget that because you weren't calling anybody in 1888 were you? I don't think you were. I don't think so. On October 24th, 1888, Mary hired her messenger to deliver a note to Phoebe inviting her over for tea that day. Seems a little (laughs) sussy inviting the wife of the man you're hooking up with, but I digress. And that evening at around 7 p.m., a passerby found the body of a woman laying in the road not far from Mary's home. The body was clearly lifeless with its face wrapped in a sweater. And the man who found it called the police who came to investigate. Authorities unwrapped the sweater to find the woman's throat slashed so violently that her head was nearly severed. So I can only imagine the force under which that was done. It sounds very, um, you know, whatever. I think this is part of like us doing this show for so long, like and other true crime shows like when I picture that in my head I immediately think that's not defensive like somebody went out and was trying to murder this this is like a lustful kill this is like seems intentional now the woman was taken to the city morgue where their physician determined her skull had been fractured among many other things right Right. well she had bruises on her arms and head as though she had tried to defend herself from the attacker so I guess Mm -hmm. that would make sense and the next morning the body of a little girl was found inside her stroller. Her mm. cause of death was ruled a suffocation as she had no apparent marks on her body aside from a few scratches. Authorities uh. were able to determine that the woman's body was moved after she was already dead and they speculated that perhaps the killer had dumped the body on top of the baby in her stroller as a means of transportation mm. suffocating the child mm. in the process. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Me either. I, I was just thinking the same thing. I wouldn't even come to that conclusion even now. Like, yeah. I don't think I would ever do that. But on October 25th, Frank reported his wife and child missing after reading mm. an article in the previous evening's paper about the discovery of the body. Frank's sister Clara visited Mary to ask if she'd seen Phoebe the previous day. Now, Mary claimed not to have seen her, but offered to go with Clara to the morgue to find out if the body in the papers belonged to Phoebe. The two women went to the morgue, but upon arriving, Mary began acting extremely strange, as though she was trying to prevent Clara from seeing the body. When Clara was finally able to view the body, she was able to positively identify the deceased as, of course, Phoebe. Yeah. Some red flags, some sussy flags are going up. Obviously, she's trying to withhold her from seeing the body. There must be a reason, I'm assuming. Another thing that comes to mind here is like, imagine knowing that there were multiple people dead in this neighborhood or in this area. But in the 1800s, you know, you're not getting the nightly news. You're not even getting maybe newspapers at this point. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what this particular area did with newspapers. So like, you know, hearing about the news and then like reacting to it. I mean, imagine knowing there's maybe a serial killer at least walking around among you. And like, what are you supposed to do about that? I mean, we live in just such a different time, like how we get our information, you know? 
Yeah, it, you know, I'm thinking now, you know, she's sending a telegram to try and get <laughs> right, Phoebe right. to come over. Like, you know, now we'd have those text message changed. Yeah. We have those email things. We you can know, share like, information on the other end of the world in an instant. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. I know. Well, anyway, the grisly state of Phoebe's body was immediately evident to the two women, and Mary became hysterical at the sight of it. While at the station, Cla- yeah, Clara and Mary were also asked to look at the baby stroller found earlier that day and confirmed that it did belong to Phoebe. Authorities visited Frank's home to break the news of the deaths of his wife and daughter and to let him know that he was actually a possible suspect. I mean, yeah, I would imagine if you're investigators at this point, you can't rule him out. Nobody at this point. Really right. How could you not? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And police questioned Frank and searched his home on the spot. Remember, this is London, so they don't have the... England, rather, and they don't have the exact same constitutional rights as we do. So sure. very different time. During the search, they did find uh, Mary's house key. They asked Frank about it, and he confessed to the un- to the affair. Remember, this is, aside from the murder, there's a love triangle essentially going on there's here. There's candles in the windows. <laughs> That's right, yes. And suspicious of Mary's relationship to Frank and odd behavior during the identification of Phoebe, police spoke with some of her neighbors to ask if they had noticed anything strange on the day that the body was found. One neighbor did mention hearing a crash come from Mary's house at around 4 p.m. She had shouted over the fence to confirm everything that was everything was all right, but didn't get a reply. So the neighbor was like, hey, what the hell was going on in your kitchen or whatever? Right. But didn't get a response. Another neighbor reported seeing Mary pushing a stroller on October 24th with a large object on top of it. I mean, we can sort of see where this is going, right? I mean, I mean I'm, again, I'm assuming. If, if cell phone videos were around now. Right. This would be on TikTok in a minute, you know. Or TMZ. Or yeah. TMZ, right. Well, investigators visited Mary's home both to interview her and search the premises. After her house was searched, Mary sat at her piano, loudly whistling and singing. Okay, that's creepy. Creepy as fuck. Like, is that her way of dealing with it? Like, playing the piano? I don't know. I don't Again, know. we don't but know But, like, loudly. I mean, like, I'm a loud whistler, but, like, not in, like, after I've been interrogated. Whistle away from the mic. I want to hear how loud you can whistle. Oh, you know what's happening? Your noise gate is keeping it from happening. I can't hear it. I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, don't blow. Don't blow. Yeah, I don't want to blow them. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. let's move on. Um, Inside, by the way, they found that the kitchen um, was actually splattered with blood, and contained two broken windows. And they also found a blood-stained knife and fire poker. So this is not looking good. Even if she has absolutely nothing to do with this murder. This is all very sus. You know what I mean? Something about a fire poker feels. I know. I saw this movie once. I thought about this today when I was in the gym. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to ask my friend Brian. No, like Mm. a a horrible. It was like the eyes are upon her. I'm going to ask him. I watched In the Hamptons with him. And it was just this horrible, like, kitschy, um, stupid, scary movie. But one of the scenes was like. This woman was like straddling this other woman as she was sleeping, not mm-hmm. sexually, no, and yeah. had and carried a dumbbell and killed her by smashing the dumbbell on her. I feel like I've seen this. I, I don't know. Like, Such disturbing image. I'm going to text him, and then if he gets yeah. back to me yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep by going the time. Here. Well, a rug inside Mary's home appeared to have dark stains and smelled strongly of cleaner. Again, another oh. red flag indicating that she probably was cleaning up a blood stain. 
When police asked Mary about the origin of the blood, she explained that she had been killing mice. Okay. I honestly oh. don't. That, listen. If I was like, I, I kill spiders with like a blowtorch. Like I would be so, <laughs> I'd burn my that. whole house out. Right. So it's yeah. like. Yeah, that's you true. You know, <laughs> officer, I have guns in my house because there's spiders that exist. That's <laughs> right. Totally you're shoot, possible. You're shooting a 38 caliber at the at the spiders. Nothing to see here, right? Right. Right. Well, nonetheless, Mary was arrested and charged with the murders of Phoebe and the baby. Upon her arrest, Mary's body and clothing were examined. She was found to have scratches on her hands and blood stains on her clothes. It was also discovered that she wore two wedding rings, one of which was later identified actually as Phoebe's. Oh. Which is makes me a little uncomfortable. By the way, in true, true Brian Who fashion, he got back to me and he said, Starry Eyes was what the- Oh, um, Starry Eyes, the movie. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, and I go, dude, what was that terrible, scary movie we watched in the Hamps? He goes, Starry Eyes. And he goes, the one with the weight smashed into the face? See, right away. Yes, yeah. that's what we are discussing. Oh I love my it. goodness. That's I love it. very he disturbing. Knows. It was a scene. Like, yeah. I can't remember anything outside of that, but that. Um <laughs> He goes, you mentioned it on Martinis one time too, I think. And I was like, I was, yeah. maybe that's what's in my head. I'm like, I definitely have an image of this happening. In you my do. Head. Cause yeah. like after we watch it. Anyway. By the way, so I love that he's a super fan and knows that you mentioned it. He always Martinis knows. He's love a good him. friend. He's my love, best friend. By the way, I love him. I don't know if I've told you this. No, I, I like, I don't want to ever admit it to him because it'll go to his head. But like, yeah. I'm, he's like my favorite human. I, like, I know. Well, besides he, me. But yeah, I know. I know what you're Well, saying. if you were human. I'm not human. I'm a squirrel. Yeah. We've talked about exactly. this. Exactly. We are squirrels. Keep going. Well, while in custody, Mary <laughs> told one of the female guards that she had invited Phoebe over to her house for tea. Why admit this? Why admit this? I, I mean, and, yeah, What's the? you're not doing yourself any favors here. But during the visit, Phoebe had made a comment that offended Mary, and the two women began to argue. As she told the story, Mary realized that she was incriminating herself and abruptly stopped talking. Mary's trial began on December 1st, where she entered a plea of not guilty. And the prosecution tried to show the jury that Mary was in love with Frank and wanted his wife and child out of the picture so that she could no longer have to share him with another woman. That motive makes perfect sense to me. They yeah. read letters aloud to the jury that Mary and Frank had written to each other. And in these letters, Frank told Mary that he loved her and was only married to Phoebe because he had, he had been forced into it. Remember, he got, she got pregnant. Right. Mary's ex-lover, John Piercy, was called in to identify the sweater wrapped around Phoebe's head. And he had given it to her as a gift during their relationship. Oh. The so defense, he'll know it. He would. The defense team's primary argument was that Mary was not in control of her own mind, informing the court that she was epileptic and had tried to take her own life twice prior to the killings. Mm. Now, it does seem a little egregious for kind of out of nowhere for her to just do this. Like, mm -hmm. it seems a little odd, but we do know that Mary was aware of the mandatory capital punishment for murder convictions, but in spite of that, made almost no effort to clean up her home. Yeah, I mean, remember, her kitchen is completely splattered in blood. I mean, the fire, so, there's blood, blood, blood everywhere. Well, that would also maybe say about something about mental health, right? Yeah, that's Because it a like, good doesn't point. seem yeah. to make any sense. Well, they also put forth that the evidence found by the police was circumstantial and that a woman as small as Mary would have a difficult time inflicting the injuries that killed Phoebe. Okay. Yeah. At no point during the investigation or court proceedings was the incident over tea that led to Phoebe's death ever uncovered. To this day, we have no idea what actually occurred in Mary's house. Yeah, and wow. she does admit to at least inviting her over to tea. That way we mm -hmm. know that. The trial only lasted two days. And on the third day, the jury deliberated for 52 minutes, which is not that long, <laughs> before finding Mary guilty of the murders of Phoebe and her daughter. Remember that capital punishment. 
Yeah. Now, although the laws allowing a convict to appeal their ruling were not put in place until 1907, that's important to know, mm-hmm. when asked if she had anything to say, Mary, Mary merely stated, <laughs> I say I am innocent of this charge. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know about you, but when I hear people say that I'm innocent of their charge nowadays, I start to think about it a little bit differently, given how many people have been exonerated from our own current uh, justice system here in the United States. It's so. By the way, sorry, Brian just texted me because he looked through his old texts and he found a message of me saying, what scary movie did we watch in SAG with the girl who held that dumbbell over the person's head? You want to know what's weird? The last time I asked him that was what was October 5th, 2018, which Ew. was almost four years ago to the day. Those weird little coincidences. Guys, we're recording this on That's October That's fucking 3rd. weird. That is weird. I don't like that. I've, I've had things like that, too, where I'm like, am I just living in a, like, simulation where like it's every, so weird every year is programmed to think and do the same thing or like i'm like a fish and just forget my memory every four years <laughs> i do this i do you think, know and then i find evidence that i've had that thought before and it scares me like Anyways, clockwork anyway. yeah like clockwork exactly so anyway mary is merely stating that she's innocent of the charge but after much deliberation of the lawyer's plea that mary was what would later be called not guilty due to mental disease or defect the court decided to uphold the guilty verdict and the death sentence that accompanied it. Mary remained perfectly stoic throughout the entire trial and in the three weeks leading up to her sentencing. So, you know, she's not really having an an emotional reaction to any of this, which might be uh, because of the advice of her lawyer, potentially. In fact, only one thing seemed to really upset her. In the days before her death, Frank was given permission to visit Mary, but declined. Ooh, that's tough. That's a that's tough a pill to swallow. That's a butthurt situation. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. On the day that Frank didn't show up, Mary spent the evening crying hysterically on her bed. Aside from that one single outburst, she was perfectly calm and in control of herself. The evening before her execution, Mary asked to take out an extremely cryptic ad in a Spanish newspaper. Oh, my God. The, and, and the ad read, literally, this is what it says, quote, M-E-C-P. Last wish of M-E-W. Have not betrayed M-E-W, end quote. Might stand for Mary Eleanor Wheeler. We, you know, nobody really knows. It's very cryptic and sus. Wait, we do know that she did keep Piercy. That's right. So there's like Mary Eleanor C. Piercy, you know? Yeah, yeah. M-E-W comes to mind for me as Mew, which is a Pokemon. So there's something to be oh. said there. It comes uh, for me as like a cat. A cat meow. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mew yeah. is a cat. So maybe you, you would love Mew, by oh, the way. I'll send you a Mew. Obviously. Uh, yep. okay. Be nice if you care. Well, she asked that any relevant information that came from the ad be put before the court in case it helped stay her execution and save her life. That's not really making much sense, but her attorney ran the ad. But as far as we know, nothing came of it. Mary's execution date was Tuesday, December 23rd, when she was to be hung at 8 a.m. That morning, Mary entered the preparation cell and shook hands with her executioner, who later described her as, quote, the calmest person at the execution, which is, like, very weird and creepy. I'm looking up the have not betrayed thing because I want to see if, like, they have a visual of it. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. But staying calm, like, I don't know. 
how anybody could do that given this. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's hard to put yourself in other people's shoes like that because God only knows what's going through their heads in these moments. But nonetheless, he stated, quote, if you're ready, madam, I will get these straps round you, end quote, to which Mary responded that she was quite ready. She was bound and asked if she had any final words. She stated, quote, my sentence is just but a good deal of the evidence against me is false. So she's still saying that, you know, she's um, she's completely innocent. innocent. Yeah. This was the closest Mary ever came to an actual confession. At no point did she ever admit to killing Phoebe or the baby. Mary was then escorted outside of, to the execution shed, excuse me, execution uh. shed and hung. Disturbingly, her neck broke at the end of her nine foot fall and she died instantly. It's still, I still can't believe that as human beings, this was something we ever did. That we would hang life. people. I yeah, know. it's We'd just still so kill disturbing. people. Yeah, I know. Her body was left hanging for an hour, as was the norm, by the way, after which she was buried in an unmarked grave. I, I'm reading up. I'm reading kind of about it now. And just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like. I'll read it at the end. Maybe there's some there's some Jack the Ripper the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The article I was looking up. But in more recent years, armchair detectives have come to suspect Mary as one of the potential Jack the Ripper suspects, which is what I'm sort of getting into. The Ripper operated in the same location and shared a pattern of killing women by cutting their throats and dumping their bodies in public. I know this probably sounds sexist, but I can't imagine Jack the Ripper's a woman. I don't know. I mean, I know we've done a Jack the Ripper episode for Martinis and Murder. I don't know it like the back of my hand. I mean, unless there were sexual crimes involved, I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine either. Well, also similar to this crime, none of the Ripper victims' screams were ever heard, although that could probably be explained Mm, by the throat cutting. The one major difference between the Ripper killings and Phoebe's death is that the known Ripper victims were killed in the spot their bodies were found, Mm. not at a second location. And remember, investigators kind of determined that she wasn't killed there. However, while we believe Jack the Ripper was only active from essentially 1888 to 1891, they were never caught nor identified, although recently, you know, there's been some DNA about with a scarf from the barber or whatever. Right. Now, while we attribute the deaths of five women to the Ripper, we have no way of knowing for sure where they were all killed by the same person, nor whether these five women were the Ripper's only victims. Right. And after the death of Caroline, Ma- Caroline Maxwell, the Ripper's supposed fifth victim, Caroline's friend told authorities that she'd seen Caroline stumbling around drunk outside a pub hours after she was believed to have died. Oh. The witness described seeing the person she believed to be Caroline walking, wearing clothing she'd seen her friend wearing many times before Mm. and at the time investigators suspected that this person was actually the killer who would put on the victim's clothes clothes to flee the scene now caroline was kind of this stout five foot five five foot six 130 pounds mary would have easily fit into her clothing and may have passed Mm -hmm. for caroline as her friend from afar And in the early 2000s, the stamps affixed to the Ripper letters were swabbed and run for DNA. Although the results of the profile were inconclusive, the samples revealed that their source might be that of a woman. Again, might be, like 50-50. At this time, Mary is widely thought of as the most likely female Ripper suspect. I don't know. Um, Based (laughs) on this case, we don't don't know. And we don't really have enough notes to know if, like, Listen, there's copycat killers out there. We yeah. don't know if Jack the Ripper or Jackie the Ripper. I was going to say, do we person. call this episode Jackie the Ripper? <laughs> I think we call it Jackie the Ripper. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. My mom's middle name is Jacqueline. Oh, well, then even more. Th- there it is. Maybe like my mom's this. Jacqueline the Ripper. That's right. 
Yeah. Well, let us know what you guys think. I know a lot of you guys listening uh, are very well versed in Jack the Ripper. I remember lots of conversations about this in our Facebook group. Um, you can hit us up in our Facebook group or at Jay Thrasher and Carpe Darren on social medias or message us on Patreon. We are direct messaging everyone back there. So hit us up there. Yes, Darren, please do. Let's do listener shout outs now. Um, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to our friend Maritza, who is a Patreon subscriber as well. Who posted about um, cheese it puffs? Poofids. Poofids in our Facebook group, and guess what? She likes them, and I was like, finally, someone likes cheese it poofids because will be perfect. Yeah, well, listen, she's my new favorite listener. She's my new favorite friend, and she's always been actually. To be completely oh. honest with you, oh, you know, you have brought you you know Brian's your favorite human. Okay, well, guess what? I have Marissa. Well, he's you know he's. He's blowing a good guy. Up your phone, yeah, he's always blowing up my phone. He is a good guy, um, though. I really like what I was saying. I really do like him. He's a sweetie. He's a sweetie. Well, mm-hmm. shout out to D. Kelly for making a really cool martinis and murder and oh, shake and disturb yeah. doodle. This thing was fucking awesome. It I think cool. I retweeted it and liked it. She posted in the Facebook group and on Instagram. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's really cool. It's like our old with a new, really good doodler, D. Yeah. Kelly. Like, Really good doodler. Everybody, there were some people that were like, make this a t-shirt. And I was like. I kind of thought about that. I mean, the only thing is, you know, NBC owns Martinis and Murr. So we can't. They'll never know. They'll never know. We don't make a lot of money off of that stuff anyway. They don't care. They'll be fine. What are they going to do? Come after our $5 of profits? Right. What are you you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Well, speaking of our merchandise, now is the time. We've got spooky hoodies and spooky t-shirts. And you love your hoodie. You love it. I love my hoodie. I don't even want to wash it because I don't want it to shrink and or dry in a weird way. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it needs wash. Just though. wash it and yeah, then how like, do I do and that? then and then hang dry it. Just don't dry, dry it. it. So it doesn't like, lose its fuzzy. But call me crazy, but doesn't it then have like I don't know. I, I just feel like no, I have babe. to put it in the dryer. But no, okay, don't. Anyway. No, this is bed bugs. <laughs> I, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not just saying this. Like I said, we don't make a lot of money off of off of our merch, but those hoodies are mm, chef's kiss. So They're comfortable. Really yeah. Well, if you want to look super sexy and comfy this holiday season and this fall and for our Halloween special coming up on October 19th, then you need to get your Shaken and Disturbed merch now. We modeled it on our Facebook group. If you want to see what it looks like, you can check it out. Uh, in our The link is in our show notes and make sure you're feeling cozy while you're listening to the show. You know what I mean? And obviously, we mentioned this uh, certainly up top, but don't forget about our upcoming mm-hmm. Halloween party. Patreon members are hanging out together on October 19th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But aside from that, you can get bonus episodes behind the scenes, photos, videos, first dibs, discount codes on merch, and so much more for as little as $5 a month. Sometimes you get John Thrasher's Stream of Conscious yeah. Yeah, videos, yeah, and right. you can get <laughs> you can get it even cheaper if you sign up annually, and you can also rate, review, and subscribe to us, which would go a long, 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 long way for the show and cost you nothing, except a little bit of your time absolutely this week's episode was of course produced by our lovely megan so let's give her some love one two three thanks thanks megan oh we love oh 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 oh. we love you guys and uh we will see you next week for another new case on shaken and disturbed bye 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 bye